Hi, thank you for joining me today as we read from the popular subreddit r slash petty revenge. I hope you enjoy. Want to throw staff under the bus? Watch it fall back onto your family. Story by Necrid101. I worked five years as a warehouse manager in a building where the head office was right above us. I worked with a CSR let's call him J and his father worked in the warehouse, let's call him L. We had a team of 30 people in the warehouse and we had just had our online business activities for about one year now. Before that our main source of business was picking transfers for stores and really just stocking the stores. We finally opened the online part of our business, this is back in 2015. So we would also sell similar products on the web. The problem is that if a store got all the product picked of one thing while a web order came in for the same then we would be at a loss because we don't have enough for the customer, it would already be scanned by an employee and packed on a skid. Not worth digging for an hour to find a $10 product. Anyhow, Jay and L were both infamous for throwing people under the bus for their own personal gain. It almost seemed that they would do it whether it was for personal gain or not. They just were low lives, the people I would consider losers. They both worked in the business for 10 years plus and they were both entry-level positions since they were toxic and non-promotable. One time I get into a meeting upstairs organized by my boss, CFO, the customer service manager, and the three CSRs. It turned out to be kind of an ambush because Jay walked in with a stack of paperwork. I was new at the time, about four months into the job. We talked about the online business and where we did well but ultimately fell short. Jay then dropped the stack of paper pointed at me and said this is a stack of issues that your staff has done in the past year. Literally a list of things even from before I was employed. He basically said that the warehouse didn't know what they were doing as the stack included me's picks, incorrect quantity shipped, and other issues. I had said this is the first time I'd heard of any issues. Why would we not bring the issues up one by one so we can fix the concern or see where the issue lies and address it to correct future ones rather than wait for them all to pile up and become more issues? I said this and then said, so wait, you were intentionally holding off on information that could have helped this business so you can collect enough data to try to make someone lose their job instead? Jay said, someone should be fired for this. CFO quickly disagreed but I said, you know what, I will have to look at these issues and address them with staff. So I took the stack and went downstairs. I found something interesting. No issues were brought about specific errors from the department L works at, his dad. So I went and asked the CFO if Jay could provide me details on each department, specifically departments 35 and 40, which were our laboratory and LTL shipment business. Both are L's positions. Eventually, Jay took a week so I had the CFO ask again. He gave me a few issues but tried to sugarcoat it. The thing is Jay had given me a few small issues with a customer we don't deal with anymore. Apparently, this customer dropped us off as we had tons of logistical issues. So I called the customer and said I was a new manager trying to find ways to improve and wanted to know what happened. When the customer happily gave me a list of issues, I found it was all L that created the errors. In fact, we lost three high-valued customers due to it. So I went to the CFO and got approved to terminate with a bare minimum package. J and L lived together, and L was the person paying for the mortgage. When J found out I was terminating his dad, he came to me and talked to me personally about it. He said, Listen my intent wasn't to get anyone terminated it is simply to make sure we function well as a company. I said, Jay, I appreciate your concern, but you made it very clear in the meeting that someone needs to lose their position and I found several issues where an employee had clearly made us lose three high-value customers and he is still creating issues to this day. Jay said, okay but termination is a stretch. I said, I don't know how you found out I was going to possibly terminate someone in the first place but I do what I must to simply make sure we function well as a company. 
I played dumb that I didn't know they were related. To the point where after I had terminated L and officially was told they were son and father, I had gone to Jay and said I am sorry I did not know you two were related. If I had known then I would see why you were hiding information on the department intentionally. Over my time Jay had tried to do the same thing and I eventually got him a final written warning based on staff harassment. He still works there as a CSR. Will never move up in the company. Has his age been capped? I don't enjoy terminating individuals especially when it's a parent who needs to provide for their family. But this duo. Fuck them. Fire me while I'm sick? Say goodbye to books. Story by Yellow underscore Submarine 8891. So I was working at an indie nursery aka a daycare that was owned by a woman whom I'll call Ursula. I've always loved kids and I originally was going into the childcare field. I thought Ursula was a decent, understanding person but I guess I was wrong. I've been sick with the flu for about a week. She knew this. We also had a team meeting and I thought things were going fine. That was until yesterday. She texted me, asking if we could talk. She wouldn't go into detail until I let her call. She then said I wasn't a team player and made too many small mistakes. Instead of allowing me to do better or asking what mistakes I made, she just let me go. While I was sick. Now, I have ADHD and autism so sometimes I do things that people don't understand. Usually, when that happens, the people in charge talk to me and I explain. I told Ursula this and I thought she understood she needed to talk to me if something happened. I guess she thought this was easier. Now, on to the petty revenge. I'm a gift giver. My love language is gifting. So I bought things for the nursery. Mainly books. Well, I asked the one co-worker whom I'm still friendly with if she could gather up the books and some other things I bought for the nursery. I guess Ursula saw this because she texted me. Ursula, why is a co-worker gathering up books? Me, I asked her to do that. Ursula, why? Me, because I bought them? Ursula, but you gave them to us. Me, yeah but I still bought them. You also never reimbursed me for those items. Ursula, can't you just give them as a gift? Me, no, why would I gift them to someone who fired me? Ursula, but what about the kids? Me, oh, the kids you didn't even let me say goodbye to? The kids I loved and don't get to ever see again? Ursula, you're being dramatic. Me, I could say the same for you. Stop texting me. She tried texting me a few more times but I ignored her. I'm letting my coworker, who has a little girl of her own, keep most of the stuff. Happy New Year bitch. Story by Onoyaudant1. I was working for a successful family-owned restaurant. It was a popular place, not too fancy but definitely not cheap. The owner was volatile and often went off in a rage at the staff and me. She scheduled me for 60 to 70 hours a week, sometimes more. Which was fine in the beginning because I liked the overtime. After a few pay periods, she decided to put me on salary, saving herself money and costing me hundreds of dollars a week in pay. Just after Thanksgiving, we entered our slower season. I was only working 30 to 40 hours a week. She came to me and said that she was going back to pay me hourly. Again screwing me and saving herself hundreds of dollars a week. Well, I'm pretty pissed off about this situation. I have to do something right? We always did a big New Year's Eve business. That year she wanted to do an all-you-can-eat prime rib dinner. We seat about 300 people at once and had reservations for 450 that night. So a full evening and lots of money for her. About a week before I was getting ready to order all the food and she was non-stop busting me about how perfect it had to be. Then to top it off she told me I was expected to be to work at 6am New Year's Day to inventory the kitchen in the restaurant by myself because she was going out of town and the restaurant was closed that day. 
I would not get overtime, instead, she told me I could have a day off with pay sometime down the road. Again I'm not happy. I decided then that she needs to be screwed over. I placed an order with the meat purveyor for six whole prime ribs, just enough to serve about a quarter of the people we were expecting. New Year's Eve is happening and about 30 minutes into service we are running out of meat. She runs back into the kitchen cussing up a storm and flinging open every oven door looking for more prime rib to serve. Does she yell to me where's the prime rib asshole? We have a hundred fucking people waiting. I said we are out, and you can go fuck yourself. Happy New Year bitch. And that was my last job in a restaurant. My client refused to pay for my service. Now, her FB ads tell her she's a scammer. Story by Big Power 6749. So I was hired to make an advertisement for this cosmetic startup. I normally don't accept local clients because I have a lot of shitty experiences with them, but this client sounds like she's willing to pay for my service, so I accepted her. I actually didn't charge that much. I only charge her $60 per week, and on average, I charge a foreign client $300 per week. The first two weeks were good. She provided me with every material I needed to make an effective advertisement despite her limited budget. However, we began having an argument for two weeks. She's suddenly demanding our ad should have at least 1,000 clicks per day, which is fucking absurd because her budget only allows her to have around 1,200 reaches per day. I told her that for it to be possible, she should increase her budget. Suddenly, she called me a fraud, despite my ads having at least 300 clicks per day. And now, she refused to give me her payment. For the last two weeks, she's ignoring my call. This weekend, I think my number is blocked. Stupid her because she didn't remove me from her page, so I decided to be petty. Her ads are still running, so I decided to change them. I changed the pictures to a text post that says don't buy from this. The owner refused to give me my salary, and I rate VA she called a fraud for not meeting her absurd expectation. I also included screenshots of our conversation to back it up. I did it last night, and I'm sure any moment she will contact me. But I'm done with her. That $120 she owes me is hers to keep. As for me, I'm not accepting local clients anymore. I'm just done with them. Update. So yesterday, around 4pm, I checked the ads, and apparently, it reverted back to the original ones. Then, a few moments later, my account now says account error, which means the payment method is cancelled. I felt frustrated because I'm still not yet done being petty, so I posted my story, anonymous, on a group called Social Media Marketing Philippines as my way of venting out and subtly warning potential VAs that she'll hire. Naturally, people in that group are with me. This morning, I finally got a response from her. She's angry. Apparently, she saw my post, and she threatened to sue me for defamation. Note, I didn't specify which startup is. I only mentioned it's a cosmetic company, and therefore, she had nothing to hold her case. However, I have receipts that she hasn't paid me, and I told her that even though we have no written contract, our chat, which I kept, can be used against her. On top of that, I mentioned that my uncle is a regional judge, not a lie, and I came from a clan of politicians, again, not a lie. Simply put, I have so much power to hold against her. At first, she didn't believe it, so I googled my grandpa's name which led to a Wikipedia page. She went silent after. After probably an hour, I sent her a message, telling her it doesn't have to end this way. All she needed to do is to pay the wage she owed me because otherwise, I can use my family's influence to make sure her business will go bankrupt. She immediately sent my salary. I thanked her and then blocked her. Note. While everything I said about my family is true, I actually disassociated myself from my dad's relatives, so my words actually had no bearing at all and are merely empty threats. Did I enjoy it? 
Nope. It would have been funnier if the ads happened because I'm sure her business will be a talk in the town. Well the chicken coop has been ordered. Story by viscously underscore aggressive. My shitty neighbor stole my Halloween decorations and so I'm going to systematically torture him using his animals. In passing my neighbor mentioned to me that he has problems with the neighbor next to him and the man's chickens. He was trying to convince me that that neighbor has some grandkids that probably stole my decorations, I wasn't buying them, and disclosed he's having problems with them for years because they have chickens, it's allowed here if you only have a few and no males past the age of maturity, and his dog goes insane when he sees them because their yards touch and they have metal fencing, not privacy fencing. Guess who's getting some chickens? Our yards don't exactly touch but he walks that dog past my house every single day and I have a large fenced in front yard and a small backyard so they're going in the front right by where he walks past us every morning and every night. On top of this petty revenge plot, I now have a tombstone in my yard that reads here lies the thief that stole my skull, it was a skull decoration, that I made just for them. My husband took all the other decorations down because he didn't want them stolen too and says we can put them up Halloween night since we will be home, newborn and trick or treating isn't a great plan. So the tombstone is the only decoration and it's pointed directly at their yard. I also intend to have a revolving door of male chickens on just the right side of maturity in my yard at all times to sing him and his dog the songs of his people. Once it's too old to keep I'll either sell it or eat it. We wanted backyard poultry for a while now anyways and didn't do it because we were renting but our landlord allows it and I'm gifting them some fresh eggs for helping me get what I want on two fronts, the chickens I wanted and the petty revenge for stealing my Halloween cheer. I feel kinda bad for the dog but it won't hurt him to give him something, else, to bark at and while my neighbor is a douche I don't think he will harm the dog for barking too much. Cut in front of me in the dinner queue? I hope you like ants. Story by Horatio underscore Winklebottom. A few years ago while traveling in India, I decided to try a 10-day silent meditation retreat. The retreat was out in the middle of nowhere and home to a large colony of the biggest and fiercest ants I have ever seen. As this was a Buddhist retreat no measures were taken to get rid of them and they were everywhere. When you turned on a tap, ants came first then the water. That's not hyperbole. A couple of days in, my hard-earned tranquility was shattered by another meditator who felt it is right to cut in front of me while waiting for our evening meal. The bastard even had the audacity to give me a little smirk as he did it, knowing I couldn't call him out on it. I could only glare impotently at the back of his cue jumping head. I was livid, to say the least. In the following meditation sessions, I couldn't concentrate on the practice. I could think of nothing but revenge. Luckily I had a lot of time to think and slowly a plan emerged. The following day whilst making myself a cup of chai, I surreptitiously pocketed a large handful of sugar which I later dispensed into a half-full water bottle creating a lovely syrup. At the next meditation session, I made sure I was last in line to enter the building. Before you enter the building you remove your flip-flops and leave them outside. I made sure to mark my enemy's footwear as he removed them and when I was alone outside I joyfully doused them in syrup, being careful to avoid any innocent victim's shoes. After a few hours of peaceful meditation, we all began leaving the building. Doubts had started entering my mind. What if it didn't work? What if he only has sticky flip-flops? Not the worst outcome but still. However, I was in luck, my plan had worked. His flip-flops were now a writhing mass of angry sugar-fueled ants. His face was priceless. Shock horror, complete confusion. He broke his vow of silence instantly but it was in Hindi so I'll never know what he said. The tone was disbelief though. He tried vainly to gingerly pick one up but was fended off by the gallant soldier ants with their massive jaws. He eventually found a stick with which to hook them but that failed as well as the ants started to climb down the stick, frightening him into dropping it. He left barefoot and perplexed. The victory was mine and I could return to my meditation satiated. Edit, 
To all the people questioning my Buddhist credentials, namaste the fuck away. Thank you for tuning in to listen to these stories, and I hope to see you on the next one. Till then, have an amazing day.